This week's episode is made possible by Afterlater Audio, Patchwork Seattle, and listeners like you. If you would like to keep these conversations coming each week, head to patreon.com forward slash popular modcast. Sultry. Sultry. This song is just so good. Thank you, Lisa Belladonna, for letting us use it. Um, please go check out NeedhamWoodworks.com to figure out how you could enter to win a Needham Woodworks case powered by Eschatonic Modular. That sounds pretty good. NeedhamWoodworks.com Pod Mod Bods, welcome back to another episode of Podular Modcast, episode 96. 90 episodes ago, in just under two years, we had Greg Markle on the show, and he returns. Um, I'm very excited about that, because Greg's one of my dearest friends. In fact, if it wasn't for Greg, I wouldn't have met my wife. So that's that's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I went up to his studio just last night, and we had a great chat, and uh, yeah, it's always, it's always a good time to hang out with Greg, and... We're going to talk about it quite a bit here in a moment in our chat, but just want to let you know that the new Bad Comrade is out right now. And what's new about it? Well, it's 10 HP smaller, for one, has more CV functions, and is $100 cheaper. So, yeah, I don't know. Can it really get better than that? Um, I love this module. I had it as a pedal for years. Uh, I still have it as a pedal. It's one of my favorite pedals. And uh, it's just, it works so well in modular and if you're looking to really destroy and mangle and distort or fuzz out some sound it is the module for you and one more really exciting piece of information about the bad comrade if you go to recoveryeffects.com and pick one up at the checkout if you enter pod mod 20 you'll get 20 percent off through the end of march that's pod mod 20 at recovery effects website all caps pod mod 20 through the end of march go get yourself one I'm going to keep this intro relatively brief, but I do have a pretty big announcement. Friday, March 27th, San Francisco, live Podular Modcast. Yep, that's right. Peaked SF is going to be hosting me for episode 100 live in front of you. So I hope you can come out and uh, hang out. We're going to have some chats and we're going to do some live patching. I might play a little set. Um, and because it's a peaked event, I think there's going to be actually some other um, stuff happening that night. Some, some, some sets from other people and stuff. So it should be a really fun hang. Um, I'm excited to hang out with Corey again. Uh, I've met Corey a few times. He does the North Beats podcast as well as runs uh, Peaked with his partner Richard, who I'm excited to meet. So we're going to interview them on stage. And then uh, we're also going to talk to Eric Needham from Needham Woodworks. I'm really excited to meet Eric in person. Uh, we chat quite often since he was on the show uh, probably a year ago. And uh, Guy Taylor from the the Vintage Synth Museum. I'm really excited to meet him. And Mark Wiedenbaum's going to come out uh, from Disquiet, whom I'm very excited to meet Mark in person because I've been chatting with Mark for five or six years, you know, periodically over through email and stuff. And he was on the show a while ago, but Mark was very influential. Um, his his Disquiet Jun- uh, Junto group, J-U-N-T-O, is a, is a group that you can join that... Uh, it gives you a weekly assignment with constraints to make a track, and it and I was part of that, and I did it, you know, every month or every week for uh, 
for, for a few months and it it really like cracked my head open uh, as far as like creativity and what was possible with making sounds and I'm not sure that I would be here talking into this microphone at you had it not been for his group so thank you Mark I'm really excited to meet him in person and I'm excited to meet you I know you're out there San Francisco I know you're sitting there listening and be like hmm Am I free March 27th, Friday night, around 6 or 7 p.m.? It's going to be 6 or 7. I'm not sure yet. but So yeah, Friday, March 27th at Supply Frame in San Francisco, live pod mod. So stoked. And while we're on the subject of live pod mod, I might be doing some other exciting stuff um, around the North American continent this year. I I can't announce it yet because it's not totally nailed down, but there's some cool stuff maybe happening. And the reason I bring that up is, do you have cool stuff happening? Are you having a synth fest in your town or synth meets or anything? Do you want me to come out and and hang out and either play a set or do a live podcast? That's kind of my dream. So if you want to, if that sounds like something that would be fun, hit me up and we can figure out the details. So I've been talking about this new release that, uh, me and my friend Tess just put out into the world the Stutterpunk EP by Tim and Tess, uh, and I'm I'm still really proud of it. I still want you to listen to it, but it's it's kind of uh, it's uh, it makes sense to talk about it a little more in depth right now because Greg Markle is our guest, and Greg created the cutting room floor, which is uh, it has a stutter um, option on this you know for the for it's kind of like this weird glitchy reverb delay pedal uh, that's now a module i've talked about it a lot you've heard me talk about it but anyways the reason this is called stutter punk is i got that pedal and it just like that and a volca beats was was kind of my jam for for a really long time so uh if you listen to this this uh this ep pretty much every drum beat is a volca beat with uh with some sort of uh, cutting room floor on it and that's how it got its name stutter punk because of the stutter function on the cutting room floor um so yeah please go check that out it's on spotify or bandcamp at selfcenterrecords.bandcamp.com also there's an animals at night record at selfcenterrecords.bandcamp.com and that's greg's um electronic project we talk a little bit about that in the show love that record um Also, just before we get into this, I got the uh, Afterneath from Earthquaker Devices. It's a lot of fun. There's a demo video for that up on my YouTube page, so please go check that out. Now enjoy a couple seconds of Tim and Tess before we talk to Greg. So I, I waited 15 minutes and I still got here at 6.54. So I drove down because I was like, I don't know what it is. I mean, this is, it's almost as bad as somebody who's late, but I'm like perpetually like way too early. So I'm like, I'm always like driving around the block before I end up going somewhere or like, you know, load in's at seven. I'm, I'm the guy there knocking on the door at 6.45. Hey, is load, look, can I load in? Like. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I don't think there's anything bad about being early. I mean, what the heck? I was here, so (laughs) (laughs) anyways, we just got these Black Raven Updraft Pale Ales. 
Yeah, we did. So I've never had the updraft before, but I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Black Raven. Um, a Washington, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Washington, and um, yeah, the Trickster is what. I, I can't believe you haven't had the Trickster ale before. I'm surprised it's too, because the uh, like I told you when we bought it, the uh, I'm a sucker for good marketing, and it's this great looking can. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. But anyways, you and I both are on the same trajectory with. Well, you didn't quit drinking and stop smoking because you don't stop. You don't smoke, but um, we both only drank once in the last two months. Well, I yeah, I drank twice, but the okay. last time that I drank was with you. Okay. At the. Uh, but I didn't drink that night, and that was the hardest part about that night. I mean, I, it actually wasn't too hard not drinking, but when you got because you and I were talking about it for like an hour and a half before you had your first beer, and I was like, we were both kind of like, oh, I don't know, and I was like, I can't do it, and then you came back with that beer, and I was like, oh damn, that looks good. Um, but yeah, I, I broke well, because I could because right. I, I was just trying to do a dry January. Yes, you you and, and same here. Um, I wanted a month without smoking, but by the time the month hit, I didn't feel like I had enough distance between me and cigarettes. But uh, yeah, so I just went two months. That's kind of why I did the uh, little bit of extra time with the drinking was that I just felt like uh, you know it just wasn't enough. Uh, yeah. A month isn't enough, I don't think, if you want to try to, like, stop doing something that you do regularly as, like, kind of a... Not not to stop doing it forever, but, like, if there's if there's something that you want to try to... I'm going to eat healthy for a month. I don't... I mean, even after two months, I'm kind of like, fuck, I think you got to do, like, six well, months to feel... Well, I think uh, reassessing your relationship with, uh, well, for me, like, alcohol. Mm-hmm. If you take a little time off. Um, yeah, it can get you into a, a healthier habit definitely so like you know for me it's like i did the extra month mostly because like it's just you know i kind of try to always gauge how much i'm drinking Mm -hmm. and uh you know have a little you know you know my 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 limit my weekly limit Mm -hmm. right right and uh you know so it's just another one of these things that i have to kind of uh keep track of like my how much have i drank you know, do I, how am I going to get home if I drink and that yeah. kind of stuff? And because I don't want to be driving mm-hmm. and uh, drinking and driving, having the, the fuzz stop on my buzz. <laughs> yeah, but well, you like you said it perfectly, like the reassessment of the relationship. And so I had my first beers last weekend, but and I, I actually kind of made me still think I didn't feel very good. I, I didn't I didn't really enjoy it too. I enjoyed the the taste of it and everything, but afterwards I just felt like very full and gross but i also ate hot chicken and it was pretty spicy so this is my this is my trial run again and if i think if i don't like it if it makes me feel kind of gross again i think i might just like stop for an extended period of time well we're only going to drink two beers tonight only two but let's crack these let's crack these fuckers and this is only 5.5 5.5 we're good yeah Woo! cheers cheers hell yeah That's tasty. Oh, this is good. It's very good. I do really miss, I do really miss um, the taste of beer. Want to grab some coasters? Oh, you can. It's no big deal. Well, you made this beautiful table here. I don't want to fuck it up. You know, I've been trying to break it in a little bit, so. Oh, yeah? You know, rub some stuff around on it, scratch it up a bit. <laughs> it is pretty nice. Yeah, I put um, the tongue oil on it, but it's, it looks a little bit too, it needs to be roughed up a little bit. Yeah. So, I looked it up. Do you know when you were last on? 
the show? Well, it was uh, one of the first few. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess probably I'm going to guess maybe one of the first five. You were episode six. Oh, okay. In April of 2018. So we're almost to two years. Almost. And I, I'm going to look. I don't, I'm, I'm not getting out my phone to talk. I looked it up and I forgot to look at the... Uh, I think it'll be so cool if it works out this way. But we might be one off. Um, last week's episode, dude, you're episode six. You're going to be episode 96. Whoa. <laughs> well, I was, so originally for everybody in, in, uh, pod mod land, um, I, I wanted to do one. Uh, we were kind of planning on doing one in the summer mm-hmm. because we have a, a pedal release coming out then. And so I'm, I've just been kind of looking ahead. Mm-hmm. But we also, we have um, the new Bad Comrade uh, for HP coming out Monday or Friday. And so uh, technically it's going to be out over the weekend. So we thought we'd just do another one to kind of promote it. And I, yeah. So if you're listening, that. yeah, if you're listening Monday morning, it's like freshly released. Yeah. If you're listening Monday morning, it's for sale on the website right now. And it will be at, if you're in Seattle, it'll be at Patchworks. Um, and then shortly after that, it'll be in like, you know, all the other stores that carry our stuff. But um, the cool thing about the new Bad Comrade is that it's, well, it's 4HP. Yeah, that's what I'm really excited about. And it has a, a mix function instead of the, the volume function, mm-hmm. which people have been kind of uh, uh, asking for. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool addition, and there's a, a CV uh, function for that as well. Oh, cool! Very cool. What else? I think uh, still has the freeze button. It has the freeze button, and it still has the triangular graphic, which I didn't expect to make make the cut, but I still I love that because that, that, I've always loved that graphic on the because the, what's the original version? Twelve HP, fourteen, fourteen HP. Yeah, and that was what your third module. It was the first one. Oh, it was the first? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I thought Cutting Room 4 was the first. Um, no, the Bad Comrade was the, the first one, and, and then the Cutting Room 4 was the second one. Okay, so with Bad Comrade, when you, so it was your first module you made, because as a listener probably knows, but if they don't, Recovery has been a pedal company for, how long was it a pedal company before you even did a module? Like oh, six um, or seven years? Or yeah, more? I was going to say, like, about like seven years. Yeah. Okay, and Bad Comrade was, you know, one of your your better better known pedals, or what kind of what you're known for that in cutting room. Well, floor, it was or? the first one that kind of put recovery on the map. Okay. You know, before that, I was doing, you know, I, I really started doing uh, clones of like the DoD 250, mm-hmm. the gray box version. Yeah, because yours got stolen, right? And you went to pay yeah. buy a new one. I think you told that story on your first episode. And um, so. Yeah, and I started selling them on eBay and just was like, I really, I've always really enjoyed building and and just like getting into the selling of them was super fun and rewarding and I just started, just just kind of ballooned from there. And Mm -hmm. so the Bad Comrade was the first one that was like, you know, you know, my thing. But you'd had a handful of pedals before that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um... So with going over from, I want one of the things that I I mostly wanted, like I was thinking about what we were going to talk about. um, And I think the main thing that I was 
kind of want to pick your brain about is how much how much has your operation changed and how much has it has your your uh your vision of creating modules changed since we last talked because that was two years ago and that was relatively close to when you first started doing it so i imagine a lot's changed i mean you you make it you're made you just cut i mean what 10 HP off of this yeah. thing <laughs> um, and having a volume knob on stuff like you don't see that too often. So was, was the original bad comrade and cutting room floor, were those almost other than the power conversion stuff? Was it almost just like the exact same thing as the pedal? Oh yeah. Same exact thing. Yeah. And then even down to like, so it has CV, but it's basically, uh, you know, it controls the delay time, which the pedal does as well. So. And you could do that with expression. On the pedal, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you still can. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I've got the uh the OG like gray back before you started doing the the colored chassis with the uh, with yeah. the faceplate. Like yeah, I've got... it's kinda interesting to see like uh somebody just sent one in, you know, a couple weeks ago to um have a have a switch replaced on it and it's always interesting to see like the you know, the old ones when they come back, mm -hmm. it's like what I've, you know, just what you've learned and what you're doing different. As a designer, when that comes back, like, do you look at it and do, it, it, I feel like it could go a number of ways. Like you, like almost like listening to music you used to make or an album cover that you used to like or something. Is there like a bit of nostalgia or are you kind of like, fuck man, oh, the new one's better. Like, do you, do you actually, that's, that's interesting because, um, well, some of the early, early stuff, when I get when I look at that or you know look at some of my stuff that I've done here or if it comes back, I was like, wow, man, that's a uh, it looks so much better now. You know, uh, it you know my building's gotten better. You know, the pro it's, you know, process is totally different now mm -hmm. too. But like, um, but you know, for that bad comrade that came back, I was looking at that thing and I was like, man, fucking looks cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the it, like the uh, wiring in it is is really tight and you know back then we were doing everything on perf board mm -hmm. i think mine, mine's perf board i think all of my board. pedals that i have from you are perf oh board. yeah mm -hmm. and um so it's just interesting opening them up and 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 uh just admiring like how much work went on into it and 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 just how cool and tight it is mm -hmm. and i mean they're all still hand wired and you know all the the love goes into them but we just don't have time to yeah well to i mean do that anymore you're doing it over and over for years you figure out you know avenues of efficiency i'm sure right yeah like are you still drill pressing your oh yeah your whole okay shit so you're still yeah i mean that's probably i don't see that going away anytime soon just because you know the the drill press set up here so so we all have like enclosures like um you know, painted and sent here, mm -hmm. and then we'll drill them all out. And okay. Just uh, go from there. It's 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 a pretty, I don't know. It's a pretty painless process for for me. It, it doesn't take that much time to do them. You've been doing it so long too. I'm sure it goes pretty quick. Yeah. Um. Before we go too far off of talking about bad comrade, I realize we haven't even talked about what it actually is. So for anybody listening who's not familiar. Describe, maybe describe the, the pedal and then, um, I know we talked about the differences a second ago, but maybe like talk about how you figured out making the differences happen in the new module. Well, um, the Bad Comrade's kind of a, a glitch 
pitch slice and dice thing. It's it's um it's a distortion with uh, a delay that um, has a has a uh, kind of a gate on the delay. So uh, when you kind of bring that back and enter enter the the gate into it, there's a lot of uh, cr uh, crazy kind of chaotic uh, distortion that mm -hmm. happens. Um, and there's a freeze function on it that uh, freezes the delays in, in place. And so depending where the gate is set, it can it can uh, um, get some pretty crazy results. Mm -hmm. um, so it can do, you know, you can just do a straight up distortion with it by gating those delays completely. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a really cool way to use it. And there's a couple of different flavors of distortion you can get that way with uh, using the distortion, uh, I'm sorry, using the, the freeze uh, in conjunction with that or where the, the, the delay time is set. Mm -hmm. uh, it can get kind of a, like a, a messier, kind of squelchier distortion if the delays are at, you know, maxed out and mm -hmm. the gate's all, uh, you know, maxed out, but, it, you know, it's opposite direction, right? Um, and the, uh, just using the delays, I think, is just a, a crazy fucking cool, chaotic it's, thing to do. It's one of my favorite pedals to use. And so talking about how that goes in with the Euro rack, I think it goes, it's, it's really cool now because there's the uh, blend function instead of the, the level. Yeah, that's what I'm probably most excited about, other than the the size change. Yeah, so you can you can still blend in your you know your original signal and and um, yeah, it's it's mono still, but you know it's distortion and chaotic, so it's it works. I think it's just it's totally suitable for mono, but yeah, and I mean. This is this is a, this is a thought I had the other day, like especially looking at like Lenny's stuff, the after later stuff. Yeah, like yeah, okay, small, small and simple is kind of what his the heritage line is right now. You have an oscillator, an envelope, and a filter, or whatever. Like, but you like stack like four of them together, and it still is only you know like twelve or fourteen HP, and it, and it's kind of like I'm, I'm I it's kind of simple to say, but it's almost like well, if you stack up a, a a number of smaller simple modules that kind of like if, if if those four together were sold under one panel as this crazy cool way of combining all this stuff then it'd be a complex module and and I, I could see something like especially with the size and the price difference of the new bad comrade if you really wanted stereo which would be cool get two of them uh, <laughs> like, yeah you know like I, I've been kind of hesitant to uh because people will figure it out, I guess. But one of my when I th I think about one of the coolest new features of the the bad comrade, the new one, is that it's ninety nine bucks. Yeah. So the old one was uh, one hundred ninety nine. Um, so you know it's it's all uh, SMD uh, components for this one, mm -hmm. and it's um, a little bit easier to build. Uh, less time consuming and it's less materials um so that's i mean how it's how we're able to do it how what how much of a challenge was it to squeeze it i mean like seriously 10 hp cut off of it that's it's yeah enormous. well um for just a, a little special fyi for the podcast listeners um so there'll be other releases coming out this year with uh that will be um revised mm -hmm. to, to be smaller and um 
so I, I thought I'd start with the Bad Comrade, being that it was the first thing that we released. Mm -hmm. The the four eight fourteen HP is pretty ridiculous size for it, and I thought that would be the easiest one to kind of uh, get down. I, when I first, I mean, it, it was it was hard for me to to have like a moment of. Uh, of like like honesty and like vulnerability it was it was real it was kind of hard for me when I was getting into modular I was like I was so excited about your stuff people who didn't know you I'd show it to them and that the all they'd ever talk about was the size and I was like yeah but but it's cool <laughs> like like yeah, yeah. like this whole size wars thing and and I know when you first got into it um you know we we talked a bit about that and I and I feel like aesthetics were were so important to you like like form and function were kind of like both maybe not equally as important but you you and i think you still hold them to hold aesthetics in a high regard but how much has your opinion on that changed because i feel like when we first talked about stuff you were kind of like it's the size that it is and now like so you decided to make it smaller like well, what was the change was it because you started using more stuff or well so, so when i started doing modular or, or Eurorack modular um so, I mean, I just built a big case and I started filling it up. So mm -hmm. size wasn't that much of a, an issue for me. And then also when we kind of started doing this, it was like 2016. So a lot of things have changed in that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I mean, other people are looking for smaller modules. Um, me now, I, so I, I've dialed in my case now to 104 HP, you know, 6U mm -hmm. high. And that's what I like. That's what I, I, anything that I, I use for, I mean, maybe not forever, but for this time forward for a while, I want to use that size case because I can take it to modular nights. I can, mm -hmm. I can carry it around easily. It's like yeah. everything, you know, so if, if I add a module and there's something needs to shrink up or something pretty, um, it's, it's like, you know, like anybody that does this stuff, it's a huge, like thought process of, mm -hmm. oh my god yeah you know for you you have uh, your new needham case so it's Dude. a little bit but i know you're still you know you have your travel case and stuff so well yeah i was just gonna say it's it's a real i mean it's a it's a fucking double-edged sword with some real sharp fucking sides on each side like um because it's i, I like eric if you're listening i've I absolutely love my case. It's gorgeous. And, and to be honest, like, especially with demoing stuff, when I had to like build a track, um, for this tone science, the next, ep the next release of tone science from the DIN label. So it, when I'm like trying to construct a piece that I want to like, kind of contend with other pieces, you know, not just like something that can, you know, plink around for a few minutes. Like I want all the options that I have. So in that aspect, it's been so cool. But the shitty thing is, is, it seems like right after I got it, and, and, I, and I just now kind of accepted that this is the way my life's going to work until I have enough modules to fill both, is I'm constantly taking stuff out and loading up my 7U because I'm constantly doing something with it. Whether it's going over to my friend's house to jam or, yeah. you know, if I'm going to go do this or that. Like, so I'm, I'm constantly rearranging and when, like, you know humble brag but when you've got 15u 120 hp when you have to load that back up it fucking sucks dude so, yeah. <laughs> like i i get that um and and i i think i've been i've, I've talked about it a lot it's i'm really i'm really trying to make i really want to make 7u work as like my toolkit like if i'm gonna sit home and make demos and you know 
for the home case, it's really cool to have all that space. But yeah, I think I'm just rambling now. But um, I, I like that you you went to 6U and, and have made it work. And that, I mean, I'm guessing, but has that just been a combination of getting to know the instrument better? That or? and it, a, a few things. It's uh, getting to know the instrument better and knowing what I want in a year That's, of Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, me being like, you know, kind of a multi-instrumentalist kind of dude, like, I mean, I love Eurorack, but I want it to be a piece of other things that I, yeah, that I, that I do. So, I mean, like for instance, this show that I'm doing at Modular Nights this Saturday, I'm going to take that, but I'm also taking a pedal board, you know, with mm-hmm. me and, and I, I don't know if I, what guitar, I'm going to. Maybe my lap steel or something. I was going to say, you so. use the lap steel quite a bit. With, yeah, I kind of trying to introduce. Really work. Yeah, and it's, what's cool about that too is it's, it's about the same size as the the uh, uh, case. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, it all just it fits really well together. It's easily, it's easily uh, kind of um, maneuverable into the car. And to, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. And so, um, so partially that. And then um, also, I've, I've been really getting into uh, the Surge stuff lately. That's what I wanted to talk about that. So I built, um, I built my first panel of Surge stuff, and that, that uh, is really, really cool. So, um, so I, I have another one on the way, the Idlevice. So then I'll have uh, two full... And I'll probably build a case at that, at that time. At that time. Okay, so... What I'm looking at, I just went and looked at it when I first got here, but I, I've never played with Surge. I've never really, I don't really know much about it, to be honest. But, so when you say panel, that that is almost, is it, can I kind of think of that as almost like a, um, like a, like a, like a Surge equivalent to an easel or something? That has like a bunch of different, that's kind of a standalone synth, right? Well, it's weird because they... Um, those modules are all sold separately, uh-huh. so you can you can buy them as like um, you can buy them separately and fill up your panel, or you can uh, or you can just build you know you know buy a full panel mm-hmm. or build them like you know. So was that a kit that you built? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought so because I think I've seen you. You've been doing it over time, right? You didn't buy everything and build it. You kind of built it at time and had pieces of it empty, right? Well, uh, so each. So even even though you know you're looking at the panel that's all connected, kind of like we were just talking a while while ago about mm-hmm. having like if you were able to have a few different modules in one panel, that's exactly what that is. Uh-huh. is uh, you got your slopes and your oscillator and stuff. They're all uh, separate PCBs mm-hmm. on the inside, and so and that's meant to. So if you want to just buy like the oscillator, you can you know you'll buy the the panel for the oscillator, but the the uh, PCB will look the same, right? So if you wanted to break that out, you could buy the panel for everything in there and separate them out. Yeah. Okay. So the Edelweiss is uh, is like one combination of things that, uh, you know. So I think that random. So Random Source is the company that makes all like uh, that surge stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I mean, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I th- I think that those. Those names of those panels, like that one's the La Bestia, uh-huh. and uh, the one that's uh, I'm going to be putting together is the uh, Edelweiss. Mm-hmm. But I think that these names are brewed up by random source okay. as, as as components that work well together. You know, okay. Some things that some ingredients that you would want to see in one panel. Kind okay. Of thing. Okay. 
It's almost kind of like the same conceit of like a sh the shared system or something. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And okay, so when you, I remember when you first started building this and getting into it, it was, I think it was a little bit before Velocity. I think it was a ways before Velocity, but yeah, I think yeah. by the time Velocity come around, I just remember kind of around the same few months hearing you like just kind of really, really praising Surge and then talking to Dip Ben, Divkid, and he, and I think he, he's also like in the Surge camp. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what is it about Surge that, like what, what is it, how is it different from your act? Like what, what makes it appeal to you so much? Well, I don't know anything about it. I really should, especially two years of having this fucking podcast. I'm a little embarrassed. What? I don't well, know about it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, part of it's kind of the you know, to be honest with you, is kind of a you know, just like with Bukla, I think there's kind of a it's it's a it's a cool thing that it's it's just so kind of out there and and uh, and unique. It's it's just. And uh, Serge was a, you know, designer that you know was doing it early on in the, in the day. So like a lot of these designs, like for instance, like there's the slopes, mm -hmm. was, um, was really influential on the modular world. Yeah. Um, I mean that's what, have, you know, mass was uh, heavily influenced by yeah. by uh, Serge's slopes, and um, and just you know just sounds great that's an, an, another thing about it you know there's it's a I, and i really dig the uh the banana jacks like the way you can kind of, kind of just barely stick something in when you're trying something out because there's no ground on it so you can kind of like poke stuff around with it that way and, and ah, uh, that's kind okay of so, a so bit. you can you can kind of test out a a connection before fully committing to plugging it in. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Also, with the, the so Buchla is the same with the lack of ground and the banana jack. And and Kyle Swisher was telling me, and since you're you know you you know about this stuff because you build stuff. How does this work? Like so with because you you have the molt, um, the banana jack. You know they're built in molts basically. You can you don't need buffered molts because of that, and is it because of the lack of ground? That's what Kyle was saying. Because of the lack of ground, you don't need buffered molts. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay, um, Kyle, what are you talking about? Also, that could be, that I could think be true. I, I think know. Kyle also qualified this as being like I think that's what's happening. Huh. But, well, I think the whole buffered molt thing is like a, is an invention of a modern modern. I mean, uh, nobody really, I don't think, really started thinking about buffered this or that until yeah. people were running 20 effects in a line and yeah. <laughs> losing signal loss and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but I, as I said, a little tangent there. I was just wondering, because you build stuff, if you knew anything about that. But I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole because I, I also want to just talk about, okay, so Bad Comrade was the first module you made. And then, was it Motormatic and or Cutting Room Floor then Motormatic? Uh, yeah, Cutting Room Floor then Motor yeah Motormatic. Okay, and then after that, what was next? Was the did we go all the way to Oscilloscape by then? Um, Oscilloscape, and then Pearl. I think Pearl was Pearl was like one of the last well the last ones before the Jupiter Spirits and, mm -hmm. and Dirty Mural. So we kind of like messed around with a lot of. Um, up until kind of Jupiter Spirits, everything that existed of our modules was also in pedal form. Mm -hmm. 
And um, so Jupiter's Paris was like the first one where it was like, okay, well, we have something like original now that's like kind of nobody else is doing. It's like a, it's a oscillator for four oscillators and 12 HP and, and, and there's not a whole lot of functions. The basic, the function of it is to create many voices in a small package yeah. for use with. The, the reason I kind of wanted to put it together was because um, I was messing around with the harmonic mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Instruo's harmonic and uh, the Stilson Hammer, which I love. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, all these things are, you know, require four voices. And it's like, well, four voices, I don't have four voices. I need to make something, <laughs> make something up with four voices that are all the same. I didn't know that's why you did it. That's funny. And um, so it's so funny, too, because I was, <laughs> I was just, just the other day, I was reading this post on um, Muff, Muff Wiggler. There was uh, somebody that was uh, talking about the Jupiter spirits and and uh, harmonic being like made for each other. Oh really? Yeah. That's so funny. And I was like, they totally were. Yeah. Did you, did you chime in and say yeah, yeah. that? That's great. <laughs> um, but, yeah. and then the dirty murals and the dirty murals is, um, I think it's been kind of a sleeper for us really, because I remember when we first released it, people were like, you know, a, a delay reverb and 12 HP isn't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Um, but, the thing about it is, is that it's a delay and reverb together in 12 HP, and um, and it's really good sounding delay reverb. Yeah, I'll say you know friendship aside, you know, I, I obviously want to support your stuff, but I'm also like a fan of your stuff. That's how we became friends. Um, well, we, we were. I think we were friends before the whole. I mean, we did like way before modular stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think so. We we met we met playing a show together, but then like, um, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I was like fanboyed the fuck out on you. I was just like, oh my god, he did the coolest music, the coolest pedals. I think I just basically like, like, uh, like just really weaselled my way into friendship with you. Over That's cool. Years. Yeah, it worked out. Um, but anyways. All that aside is to say that Dirty Murals is something that um, it makes its way into just about every everything I do now. It's it's like it's, it's because what I like about it is because like so you have and if, and I hear I hear people complain not specifically about Dirty Murals but things like Dirty Murals. There's there's CV control, but it's not crazy CV control. It's a delay and it's a reverb, and it's yeah. really nice to be able to throw some reverb on top of a delay because I'm always running my delay to a reverb but with those with stuff like I just got the afterneath it's it's fucking cool as hell and the um, you know stuff like the uh, the echo phone and the herb verb those are really fun but once you get all those CV options you all of a sudden it just becomes another almost like another voice it's 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 beyond delay and reverb yeah um, it's so nice to have something that is just your clinch delay in your reverb you know and and i think so i i i'm, I'm almost offering this as a, a rebuttal to the people who are like i want more i want to control everything with cv it's kind of like when you do that you kind of i think you can take your 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 clinch like you know sweetness into the chain effects out of the game and then you'll find yourself looking for that again you know oh, like yeah well that's why you can just get another reverb <laughs> but um 
Yeah, I always, as a, as a builder, I always kind of uh, forget that everything is, uh, I mean, you know, everybody wants to be able to control it via CV, and, and um, honestly, it's not that hard of a, fe a feature to add. Mm -hmm. There's some, yeah, I mean, as a pedal builder, that was something that was kind of difficult to uh, get, wrap my head around at first, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm fully on, on board now, and... Uh, understand it and uh you utilize it myself so i think i wonder how much of it is a knee-jerk knee-jerk reaction though because so like i've even found myself if i look at something you know oh okay there's cv for this and this okay why isn't there cv for this parameter you know if i'm looking at you know module x and then i like if i if i have like the self-awareness to stop myself and ask well would i use that like i that's something i try to keep in mind because I feel like it's really easy because the nature of modular is absolute control over everything. If you get something you don't have absolute control over, all of a sudden you feel like it doesn't gel in your system. But I think it's important to step back and ask, like, how often would you actually use yeah. CV in this case? Well, and then also you have to think about the space that it takes up. I mm -hmm. mean, these modules are getting so fucking small um, now. And um, it's almost like... Yeah, I mean, you were you you were you started kind of talking about this earlier, the uh, aesthetics mm -hmm. thing versus um, functionality, mm -hmm. and um, aesthetics are super important to me. With and it, if there's one thing that really bums me out about, I mean, I, I have a really, I have a pretty hate and love relationship with uh, Eurorack because <clears throat> it's just it just looks so. Fucking like most of like Euro rack setups like look like shit because of the mismatch. And well, they're like, all mismatched yeah. and stuff, and a lot of you know because people are so set up, you know, thinking about like functionality and like a lot of the the aesthetics kind of go out the window. But you know, I've always kind of tried to think about that, and um, it's very important to me. So mm -hmm. it's it's very tough to take something like the the bad comrade and shrink it down to 4 HP. And you're just like, and you're trying to take pictures of it in your rack to, to do like social media. Yeah. You're like, fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Well, I want... Can we talk about that for a minute? Because I, I'm the same way. Aesthetics... Like, there's obviously like... There's a line where it becomes, you know, like a... a let, me, let me rephrase this. Um... I also really like aesthetics. I want I want my system to invite me to play it. You know, um, if if it doesn't look good, as good as it sounds, like there's there's still a part of me that like I said, I want it to like say, hey, look how cool I am. What what is it about aesthetics that's so important to you? Well, what do you think that is? I mean, you want something that looks cool that you can that's inviting to you to to play it you know i um i mean why do you want you you know the house that you live in to be a color one color or the other you know it's like mm -hmm. um i just i just you know i think it's I don't mean to put you on the spot because i feel the same way and it's hard to define but i mostly wanted to bring it up because I have seen a lot of people kind of take the the counter and 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 talk shit about 
you know, people who maybe spend too much time on a panel design or something like that. And well, um, it's been a long time since I've wanted to, you know, pick up an Ibanez gem and jam on it. <laughs> yeah, right. And it doesn't really have anything to do with probably how it plays. Right, right. It's a fucking shitty looking guitar. And if I saw someone play one in a club, I'd probably fucking laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> There's like seven people out there right now who just looked over the across the room at their Ibanez gem and were like, God damn it. <laughs> I've I've never been a, a fan of the Ibanez either, and I think that's why. Because in fact, every Ibanez, like higher end Ibanez I've played, has been like, oh, this feels this feels really good. It's and really when you look at somebody with a you know bootless setup, you're just like, fuck, man, that looks so cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, there's you know, honestly, there's there's a part of the the reason, you know, Buchla is so expensive is because of the branding of it. Yeah. Um, you're just, you're, you're, you're paying for something that's really thought out. And uh, I mean, of course it's quality product too, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I'm I'm also I like when I when I said earlier that I've seen people talk shit about it like I I don't want to diminish anybody who's who's absolutely form over or a function over form because that makes sense I I totally see the argument of well it's a it's an instrument made to make noise it's really about the end product I totally get that it I is I mean I don't it, want to take that away from anybody it definitely is and um, I mean that's but also like. I'm probably going to, I think make noise has, has made, made a, a reputation out of that. I mean, their modules look like, I, I don't really like the way they look mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, I well, like it seems aesthetic. like they're very, like, it seems like there's the camp of like, I don't like them and the camp of, I like them, but they've made this look work. It's like a, it's, it's a, it's a branding thing. Mm -hmm. So it works for, for make noise. Um, but, you know, I think, okay, so, you know, taking away the whole aesthetic element of it, I mean, there's a, there's a few, I, I think, you know, modular, Eurorack modular in particular, has kind of, um, has cheapened itself a lot in the last, like, three or four years with the DIY stuff and the aesthetics. And cheapened, do you mean, like, monetarily or cheapened, like... How, what do you mean? Cheap and monetarily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've seen like Mike make noise mm -hmm. products because of all the DIY. Not. Uh, we have a real good friend. Like after after Neith does he does fucking great. Like, uh, uh, you know, versions of the mutable instrument stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, the mutable instrument stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like cheap, you know, stuff that's not built very well. Um, that's just, it's just kind of like, it's, it, if you've noticed over the last like three or four years, it's kind of ruined the brand, I think, of mutable instruments. Yeah. And part of that is you don't know what you're getting when you're buying a DIY build. Yeah. I think that's the been time. like the major complaint. From, and then yeah. you're just, it's just, I mean, what, what is this? It's just... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird to think that how, how much it's still like the Wild West. Like, I was just watching uh, 
Div Kid and Abe from AI's interview that they did while Div Kid was here on on YouTube. I watched it last night actually, and it was really it was really cool. But to listen to Abe, this is this is kind of linked. But to to listen to Abe, like how he made his business and why he made his business is because the thing that he wanted didn't exist yet. So we're it's still like this weird wild west scenario yeah, I and mean, yeah. it's grown a lot in the last few years definitely but it's 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 weird to think that it's still this whole you know yeah like what like what is going on with the clones thing and like what are you getting and like yeah i think what, it is totally a, a still wild, wild west thing and like you know you hear people sometimes talk about you know fuck everything has been done what could you possibly think of and it's like well you know once you think of it it's then it will exist and it'll be a brand new thing there's like so many so many crazy things that are happening now and you have like you know peer data spin like all these like dsp um you know ways to you know build stuff it's mm -hmm. like it's, it's it's just gonna get crazier and crazier yeah it's cool to see how many uh people are still like not not that i put a premium on this but still like re like doing in innovative stuff with digital or not digital with with uh, analog like oh yeah like ssf like it's all analog stuff he's doing really cool stuff you know? well and as like a pedal maker um you know you see like people like reinventing like fuzzes like all the time mm -hmm. um and you're just like that's another one too it's like well how many different fuzzes do you need how many i mean there's a million different ways you can destroy sound and they're yeah. all interesting and, and cool and you know there's probably a million more ways that you can do it that people haven't even thought of yet and you know do it because there's a market for it people love fucking up sound yeah they love destroying shit well yeah it's weird I, like just talking to um to to jamie from earthquaker and they were just getting their doors beat down over like where is your tube screamer <laughs> he was like there's a million tube screamers but people ask them so often that they ended up making their own kind of play on a tube screamer. So yeah. Yeah, it is weird where that kind of like the, the the idea and commerce world start like. And what's cool about this Wild West nature of it is all the, all these companies, you included, are still doing what you want. Like look at Eli at Mystic Circuits. Eli is doing what he wants to do. He's not trying to yeah, like, yeah. cater to anybody. He's And you can see it's weird to like get to know people and see their personalities coming out in designs too, which is really cool. And so, I mean, I don't want to get too like hung up on, you know, this whole uh, aesthetics thing is, is that it's just like, I'm, that's all I think about. I mean, that's not what I'm trying to say. I mean, right. I'm, but I, I do enjoy it a lot. I think it's pretty important. I think it's just, it's just, it's, it's you know, the vibe is, is very, you know, is, is important. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, yeah, that's all I kind of really mean by that. Yeah. And, and this is, I'll, we'll put a, I'll tie a bow around it on with this, but like even, I so saw thank you by the way giving me i got my new bad comrade oh yeah yeah but my old bad comrade is staying in the case because even if i don't use it now because i have this one i mean i'll probably end up using two at some point it looks I well that like being the way said, it looks i also I mean, have a 15 year case but yeah that being said you know the bad cam comrade works i think is is uh more useful at 4 hp it's just you know it's mm -hmm. like i said it's a a love hate thing like yin yin yang or whatever yeah. i don't know yeah I, yeah that's uh <laughs> and you know and, and uh oh yeah yeah you want another one i'm about i'm about refill time I would, I would love that but you know so i'm i'm i'm, I'm uh working on this new release for 
for the summer, which is a, a pedal, a pedal. Yeah, you've told me that, but you have, you still haven't told me what it is. Are you still? It's still, it's still, still a secret. It zipped? Okay. But um, I'm hoping to kind of unveil it in, in this next month. But you know, you know, part of the fun with oh, cool, yeah, yeah, creating. Cheers. You know, putting together this pedal is like, what knobs are you going to use and what the face, what the graphics and stuff on it. And it's so much fun, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so with designing a module, you're just like, man, there's no room to do anything on this faceplate. This is kind of That's crazy. That's been everybody so, I've talked to's biggest complaint about just designing, whether it is the, the aesthetic side of it or just making it work. In a, you know, in a certain size or whatever, it's just like, it seems like such, such a more challenging yeah. format to really work with. But just, you know, and just to think about the whole, like the aesthetics thing. And I, and I, I was talking about make noise and that's just my own personal thing, but some people really fucking dig that. Well, I was going to say, it's, it's pretty funny that like, I feel like you and I put a similar premium on aesthetic. But I actually really like the way the make noise stuff works, and I've heard people say, "Well, yeah, the fucking the hieroglyphics don't make sense to me." With me, like I look at it, maybe it's just the way my brain works. But the I aesthetic look at it is kind of like, actually growing on me a little bit. Yeah. However, I still fucking I look at like you, you know when you get a, a make noise. I was talking to Bradley about this, and uh, he was saying, "Well, the the graphics just totally make sense to me." Yeah, that like, makes I think sense it's a really too. good. I I think they're the most. I think they're super confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when I look at, like, an Instruo module, when I look at, like, industrial music, electronics, mm -hmm. like, when I look at, like, Scott stuff, I'm just like, that's the fucking shit. I want my whole case to look like that. Yeah. Because that looks so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're, I think, well, and looking at the, you know, the, the aesthetics of the, the, the recovery room that we're sitting in here right now, like... I think you 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 like a nice like clinical, like precision. I like clinical. You I like, like precision. You like it clean, and I'm maybe I'm a little more because I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I know we said we were going to stop talking about aesthetics, but um, you know somebody who you know some people want a grayscale panel, everything they have, and make it look uniform. I want mine to look like a fucking crazy quilt that you made out of all sorts that's of cool shit. That's cool too. You know? I understand. That's, I mean, that's a look in itself and that's, that's yeah. cool too. I mean, I put fucking stickers on everything I get pretty much. Not my Needham case. Don't worry, Eric. But like... <laughs> um, any, what, well, okay, so what should we talk about? We got a, we got a little bit more time. Um, I want... Well, I guess... You, you mentioned... You hinted at earlier. Are you kind of doing overhauls of everything that you've done? In yeah, versions? for... Um, there's uh for this year so i have a couple of like proper releases that i'm planning mm -hmm. but uh in addition to that so for when i was planning the new year um i threw in uh, uh revamping the modular stuff to be um for instance uh the motor motormatic is next but okay and uh so that'll be a stereo motormatic um you'll, you'll see it when it comes out the uh Cutting room floor will get a revamp. Wait, when you okay? So when you talk about motormatic, because that's basically two ring modulators in one. Is there going to be one stereo and just smaller? Um, it's going to be well. So there's two and in, in one. So it's going to be uh, yeah, basically the same with more CV functions. Okay. But, and I'm hoping four HP instead of that's in a 14 HP one. So it'll be shrunk down considerably. Mm -hmm. 
Um, wow, that one in four. Okay, that was the one that I always thought like made sense with like the 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 function and size because it was two and one. Basically. Oh, well, I mean, why not have it be four? Yeah, like, right. Yeah, no, four, I, right. Yeah, I didn't think you could get it. That's pretty cool. But um, there's a lot of room to be just. That's another super obvious one. No, the uh, cutting room floor is going to be. I'm hoping to kind of get that to maybe eight. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot more challenging because it's. It's a lot more complicated, but still one of my favorite effects of all time. Yeah, and so one of the one of the things about that one is, uh, you know, there's the level thing because the pedal had the, the level. Yeah. But the uh, the blend feature would be so much more useful on that. Mm-hmm. And um, well, there already is a blend on it. Well, there's a blend for the delay, so I'm trying to figure out how to. So there, there would still be. So part of the part of the thing of the cutting room floor is that it's not just a delay but a that, that's fucked or, up yeah but it's it's supposed to emulate um you know a signal hitting tape really hard the original signal not mm-hmm. the delays right. so even if the blend is so the blend you're affecting the uh the, the delay time right but when the delay time is, or um, the, the delay blend, I mean, I'm sorry. When the when the delay blend is down all the way, you still get that tape compression. Mm-hmm. So it would be cool to have to be able to blend that in as well. So are you are you saying like you would get your clean signal out of it a little bit? Yeah. More? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, that's that's if, if I had to change one thing about it, but it's also kind of like the character of it that I've grown to love is if you take the delay out of it, it's it's kind of like a almost like a not a distortion well it would still be you basically you'd uh, it would would just be a simple blend function to uh to blend your clean in with that that distorted uh uh signal and then have the delays trail as well so you're just thinking about going to smaller pots then because there's six knobs on it now so you're going to go down to five smaller pots oh they'd still be six because you would need the the level would be re- replaced by the uh, the overall blend. I don't know how to label it right now, but oh, I see. Okay, okay. Del- like so, like you get like a delay wet dry and then a blend of the actual signal. Yeah, for the yeah. Whole pedal. I got gotcha. you. And then well, you know, like... and then CV functions for mm-hmm. that, and then I don't know what else. Yeah. Probably uh, it would be cool to to um, mani- 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 manipulate the uh, uh, warble, the the mm-hmm. you know the which is basically so you have the uh, the warp right mm-hmm. that kind of bends the sound, but then you inject the LFO into it. So it would be kind of cool to maybe control both parameters of those, which would be easy to do. Um, so you're still like matter. figuring it out then, right? Now. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's so it's it's been kind of a crazy last couple months because yeah. um. I didn't realize how challenging it would be to throw in. So I've been really working hard on this new pedal for summer. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't realize how challenging just the revamp of this bad comrade would be. And I mean, you know, you always forget how much I mean, you got to do the social media stuff, yeah. get it in stores and do pictures and videos and all this shit. And so, and then on top of all this stuff, the fucking... The virus. Yeah, right. Oh, fuck. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah, that's that's hit everybody really hard. Yeah, so, well, and then going back a little further than that. So, you know, my friends like, you know, like Lenny and like Abel know about this. Like all mm-hmm. these people that build, like, 
So China shuts down at the end of January for Chinese New Year. It's mm -hmm. like a big celebration, you know? Yeah. And so it's like two weeks of just like, okay, everybody knows. You got to get your orders and you got to get your part ordering and stuff or anything you're getting direct from China. And so... You know, I was already itching at the end of like this Chinese. Okay, I got I got, I got PCB prototypes I want to order and stuff. Um, can't wait till Chinese New Year's over. You know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Chinese New Year New Year ends, and it's COVID nineteen time, <laughs> and the whole fucking uh, country shut down, uh -huh. and nothing nothing can get like it was. It it took what normally would be like, do it so fast to to order you know prototypes you. It takes them like a day mm -hmm. and two days to DHL over here. So it's like, you know, like at the most, like a four day process, right? So it turned this into like a three plus week process mm -hmm. to just, oh, and the last time I did this, what, what did I, what did I fuck up? Why did I have to change this? And like, I can't even remember now. Oh, fuck. It's like, cause yeah, because you, if you're used to working within a four day window, those, those changes are kind of like, it's not, yeah, you know, exactly. Well. It's fresh yeah. in my mind, uh -huh. you know, so yeah. So even until I just got the panels back for the Bad Comrades like on Monday. Shit. Yeah, I had, I had them got all them on the, Monday and they're going to be on sale next Monday? Yeah, well, I mean, they'll get, on your store. Yeah, they'll get shipped out to stores on mm -hmm. next week and stuff. But, but still? But they were all built already. I mean, uh, I just had a couple of changes to make on the panels. So order the panels again and things are kind of getting back to normal now. Are you doing your SMD stuff or you have it done for you? Well, um, so the, uh, the new batch that I'm doing, they'll be mostly populated mm -hmm. by, uh, JLC and, and they'll show up populated. The, this first run, um, I did it myself because I just wanted to make sure that everything was kind of working smoothly with them and stuff. Mm -hmm. The um, there's a few parts that aren't uh, easily sourced, so um, I'll have to I'll do. A, I'll, I'll always have to do a few, but yeah, a few things. And that's one of the big reasons for the uh, the price reduction on them because um, there's so much there's so much easier to build in the pedal. You know, it's like you can um, yeah. Well, you don't have to drill press them for one. Are you yeah. wait? Are you drilling the holes in the the PCB. No, they show up. Like everything is like there's 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 a it's a fraction of the amount of work that goes into a, mo a module than it does the pedal because there's a, there's always offboard wiring some sort some sort of offboard wiring on the pedal right and uh, and just the 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 pieces that go into it you have like the the true bypass switches the you know beefier knobs and and just the components are more expensive yeah me. yeah that makes sense and um so it sounds well you were talking earlier like pedals are maybe easier to design because you have a lot more options with like chassis size and everything but once it's designed modules are much easier to to pump out. they're easier to rip out for yeah. sure yeah when i get like you get a store order for modules you're just like yes <laughs> So uh, the future of recovery, like, just keep on going with word pedal and modular. Well, I just want to go and and do whatever I think is uh, is fun at yeah. the time and whatever I'm inspired by. Right now, it's um, you know, it's pedals and and uh, and modules. 
And um, to be honest with you, dude, there is so much stuff that I want to do. There's just not there's just not enough time in the day to to do it all. Mm-hmm. And it's it's um, yeah, you're busting your you're like you and I have talked quite a bit about this. Um, you're you're waking up early and putting in long day because on top of all this, you're also recording and mixing bands and recording and mixing your own stuff or yeah i'm you recording know. other people's stuff a lot less these days just yeah. because you know i my everything is pretty much getting taken up by recovery effects but um but That's i still like to do it because I, i'm really passionate about i, I, I love mixing and mm-hmm. doing stuff with other people and um making records you know but um the uh yeah the, modular as as a as a business, I'm really super excited about it, and I want to just kind of be building for it as as uh, as long as I can. Mm-hmm. But uh, the bread and butter is is pedals for yeah. us, really. And um, do you think it's because you've just been more established? You just had more time with that. Do you, do you see a time when? I mean, I know you can't predict the future, but like, can you see a time where the modular modules take over? pedals or do you want that or like so as i've as i've said i'm very super passionate about the modules i mean i just and that's my main like one of my main instruments right now Mm -hmm. but um you're like one of the reasons i'm into it there's a there's a, a huge like glut of modules out there right now there's like a lot of manufacturers and um and as we were kind of talking about before, um, it's it's kind of difficult to design for Eurorack in a way because it. I love using it. I love. I mean, I'm kind of obsessed with it. But I, I'm 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 so serious when I say I have this you know, this love and hate relationship with it. Yeah. <laughs> as a user and a manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. And uh, you see people like Landscape and Folk Tech doing these and soma with the lira 8 mm-hmm. doing things that are they're just like fuck euro rack fuck fuck this these four walls that you put me in yeah yeah <laughs> with like and I, yeah i kind of feel that a little bit with with modular uh euro rack in, in particular is that uh i've kind of been dreaming about doing you know uh like a system like something yeah we've talked like about a standalone that a thing yeah um, you know, but then I, I, I say that and then I really don't mean it cause I, I, I love your Iraq as well. Yeah. Well, I thought that was the way that everything was going to go. I was convinced, you know, with the, the, um, the microvolt and the, um, uh, what am I playing? The no coast, you know, yeah. stuff like that. The, uh, what is it? The, um. Like is Arebus or something like that? What is the one I'm thinking of? Um, oh, uh, uh, um, dread the dreadbox. Yeah, the dreadbox. Yeah. So stuff like that. I really thought that that was gonna like because because of the the price of entry to modular is so high. So like these standalone systems are a way for people to get started and get started in a way that they can actually hit the ground running. You know, um, and then well then you see something like you know the Pittsburgh had the microvolt, but now they have the that voltage lab, which is kind of like this, yeah, kind of cool. I thought more stuff like that was, and it could still, but it, it, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I think I was wrong. 
I, I was really, I talked about that for a long time, thinking like, I'm just going to see more and more companies doing this, and I just haven't. Oh, just doing the, like, fuck, I'm going to do my own format kind of thing? Just kind I, of like standalone stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, funny yeah, you that say can that interface with modular, but... That's funny you say that, because I feel like I just see this explosion of just people doing their, like, chat Lombard, like... Um, yeah, it seems like there's a, t a ton of people just doing their their own things. You know? Yeah. Well, the shitty part about that is I look at all that, and I don't know any of these people's financial circumstances, and I don't want to, like, you know, uh, speculate on any of that or anything, but, like, it's, it's fucking expensive. You know, to, to, to like, unless, it, unless it's a passion project, you do something else. Like, What do you mean, to make it or buy well, it? Well, to, to both. To, yeah. to to make it and sell it for a price and have it sell enough to where it could keep you afloat. And, like, yeah, a passion project's one thing, but, like, to do something super seriously, design-wise, like, the amount, like, going back to that video I was talking about with Abe and Ben talking about, you know, Abe's, Abe says that he, you know, getting into it, he's imagining, you know, what's it going to be like to have in this business? 50% ideas, 50% business. And he's like... No, it's it's all work and the idea portion of it. Yeah. So it's it, like, and you said, there's not enough time in the fucking day. So I look at these and it's like, because of the uh, the capitalistic component of it or whatever, uh, just the financial component of it, it's it's kind of winging everybody in a way. Like, what would create like with given un unlimited resources, what would the creativity be? You know, like, I don't know. Well, as a as a user, you mean? No, as a manufacturer. As a manufacturer. Both. Well, well both. Yeah, both. But ultimately, as a manufacturer, because like. Well, you're. It, well, we're living in in an age right now where, like I was saying, you can get prototypes done in four days. You know, you can yeah. get. There's a lot of like manufacturing options. These 3D printing. Yeah, you, know, you, you could do a fucking ton of different stuff, and and um, on the cheap. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons you're seeing this explosion of manufacturers okay. is that it's just because it's a, it's accessible for if you're, if you have an idea and you're smart enough to execute it and, and have the hard work to build it and get it out there, you can actually, there's people that will be interested in it if, if I mean, it's, it's totally possible. And so there's a ton of people doing it. And the cool thing about it is, is, uh, you can actually get the the the, uh, the price down far enough to where you you can sell like you know you can be a really small manufacturer making like 500 units of something and like that's I mean that's how I started doing this stuff it's mm -hmm. a, I mean selling stuff at like low uh, that's one of the reasons I've started drill, you know drill pressing my own enclosures and I still do them is because I did I you know order a small amount of enclosures and yeah. I see what are the orders coming in you know we have store orders coming in so if I you know I can fucking rip out 20 enclosures of the cutting room floor and get them going you know mm -hmm. in this few days or whatever you know it's like it's like your your overhead costs are so you don't have to 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 invest a whole lot into it you know but then what well, then you got to you know the investment of the time too, right? Yes. That's yeah, that's that's a, a whole other thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, shit, man. We're getting we're getting damn close to fucking. Fuck, dude! I thought we were just getting started. <laughs>
Um, I, had a, I had a bunch of things I wanted to talk to you about, and we haven't hit any of them. Is yet. there anything that you did want to talk about that we haven't? Like, seriously? Uh, I wanted to talk about, I heard that, um, I listened to your podcast with uh, Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, uh, Mitch, mm-hmm. um, Lance, yeah. who, uh, from Empress, Yeah, and um, that dude is so cool. I love Mitch. Yeah, yeah. And I heard you guys talking about the left-handed guitar thing. Left-handed guitar thing. Yeah, he's left-handed. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he was saying that he recommended that you don't you know, like if you're if you're a left-handed guitar player, don't make the mistake of like picking up a right-handed guitar for mm-hmm. a year or something, and then because you're you're never gonna you're never gonna really learn correctly on that. I'm a left-handed guitar player, and I start playing right-handed. You play guitar. right-handed. Yeah, you're play left-handed, right-handed, but play right-handed. Okay. But I think that's what he does, though, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you said left-handed guitar player, I was just clarifying that you don't play guitar left-handed. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I play like a traditional right-handed mm-hmm. guitar, and um, I think it's the I think it's one of the best things that that I, I really took to guitar at an early age. Yeah, you were like what, like ten, twelve. Like five or six. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And just like had people around me, you know, playing guitar and start playing early, mm-hmm. right? And um, so, yeah, it was just, it was, um, I kind of think guitar is set up backwards. Like, I think that when it was invented, like the guitar, you think about the classical guitar playing, mm-hmm. um, like most of the finger, like your finger picking hand is, is done with your, um, your dominant hand. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but that's what most that's what most people were doing back back in the in the day when it was kind of in, invented. You had classical, flamenco, mm-hmm. um, and then you know think about like modern day guitar. It's like you know your 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 uh, dominant hand is doing so much more than just holding down a chord. It's like doing pull offs and bends. And I know. I've thought about that. It was like like actually, my dad's left handed and has a guitar, and I tried to just play like a G chord. On a left-handed guitar, so I'm using my right hand, my dominant hand, to contr- to do the chord shape, and I feel like, oh, this is what it's like to learn how to play guitar again. Like I can't fucking do it. Like so, yeah. I, I are you are you saying that it, it actually would make more sense for a right-handed person to play left-handed? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. I've always yeah. I've always thought that. Like uh, so, Mitch, you lucked out. He you will yeah. And you, and you well, I wondered though. Hmm. It's such like it's such a dual thing, but like I wonder if how much that like affected your brain development from young age, like learning. But it wasn't backwards to you because what is? Did well, I didn't f- even know there was such thing as a left-handed guitar. So did it? Years. So yeah, because playing Later. guitar anyways feels awkward. So it, it probably didn't feel awkward because of the way you were holding it. It probably just felt awkward because playing guitar is awkward at first. Yeah, hmm, that's interesting. Although playing left-handed now, I think if you were to learn, if we were to both like switch and play left-handed, that'd probably do, it'd probably fight dementia off, you know, put dementia off about 10 more years. 10 more years? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't think this beer is helping out with that. <laughs> um, this uh, stuff is really good though. It is very tasty. Black like, this Raven. is one of my new favorites. Updraft. The Updraft. There's just so many options these days, it's really hard to... Uh, Especially going into Chuck's. So we just went to Chuck's Hop Shop, which is right down the road from Greg's house here. And it's it's pretty unique. It's like a it's like a a convenience store for just good beer 
but it also has taps, so you could buy a six-pack and sit down and, and drink it. Well, um, it's interesting you say that because you say unique because it uh, there is a lot of those in Seattle right now. Uh, they're like kind of tap houses, mm-hmm. and like beer, like uh, beer stores. That kind was of it like that stuff. OG one? And and um, was it in Wallingford? It was like one of the first ones ever. Like, well, I always thought of Chuck's as the first one, but uh, maybe there was another one. But like, definitely Chuck's was one of the very first early ones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now there's like a ton of them. It seems like it's a great business model. We've yeah. always got a food truck parked out front, so you can go in and. Um, the bad, the downside of it, as I was, I made the joke when we were trying to find the beer tonight though, is it's like scrolling through Netflix, trying to decide on something to watch. Yeah. But what the, the difference is, is that when you're scrolling, scrolling through Netflix, there's a lot of good stuff in there. You know, you're like looking, you know, you know, when you go to go to a shitty record store uh-huh. yeah. and you're yeah. just like thumbing through stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, you have that, you have that thought in your head. It's just like. Do I even like music? <laughs> I'm not fucking stoked on any of this stuff. But then you go to a really good store. You go to like something like Sonic Boom or like yeah, yeah. Jive Time, and it's curated really well. And you're just like, I want, I want every one of these. Yeah, I want yeah. All this shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, there's so so much good beer being made. But there's like you're 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 always like wondering like how like how many more can there be? Like I mean. How many how many IPAs can one brewery really make before they should, you know, be publicly shamed? Like I know you're an IPA guy, but like where do we draw the line? Well, it seems ridiculous. I'm not necessarily. I, sometimes I'd, I'll drink an IPA to. Uh, I think you see me drink an IPA when we're out and about, um, most likely because I would like to stretching it out. Yeah. But I'm more of a kind of a lager guy. Yeah, know? yeah. You, I've seen you house probably more Rainiers than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like a good lager too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, there's a time for everything. It's like right. you know, uh, like if you're a band practice, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like you get a you get some Rainiers for everybody. Dude, are we gonna fucking ever do another GM88 show? I don't know. We should. That'd Maybe. be fun. We were talking about doing a record together of like just of uh, electronic stuff, which I think would be really cool. I think if do. we make a record together, we both got to play guitar on it too, though. I don't want to do just electronic. But although you had the idea, because you like something that you've always done is is you've you always seem to build in some sort of constraint to whatever it is that you're creating for a particular project. You got to have rules. You, you, you make have... a rule for each, and your rule was Northwest only modules. Yeah. And I started wondering if that would be possible. I did too. If we could count after later and the clones, then we got it. <laughs> yeah. We should do a, a record with just after later shit. <laughs> Dude, well, I think um, I mean, between, between Scott, between Scott, you, and, the, and after later's own, own so, well, I mean, if we count Northwest and we got Portland, then we no could build problem. a couple things too. If we need like a VCA or something. Yeah. Like because I think if you said port, you said you said Northwest, that would basically just be like well, that making includes, a module includes IntelliGel too. You, well, yeah, well, yeah. So if we can, if we include Portland and IntelliGel, then yeah, we wouldn't. It wouldn't actually be a constraint, really, yeah. between everything that 4MS like oh, Portland people have. You know, like we'd have everything we needed. Well, is there is there like a is there a, yeah 4MS makes all sorts of stuff. Do they still clock? Um, does Formas still make the uh, um, their resonator? The um, SMR? Yeah. Yeah. 
think the, so. This SMR, it's a spectral multiband resonator. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the sphere, are you, are you thinking because of the spherical wavetable navigator? Well, um, I was just thinking about, uh, I've, I've heard a lot of people like saying that they just how much they love the, the uh, SMR. And, it it um, does a lot of stuff. And uh, that's 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 kind of been on my my list of things. Have you played with it? No. Um, I think Ian has one that he's one trying out. to sell. I should see if he'll let you borrow it. It's very interesting. It does. It's it's one of those things that I think uh, it's one of those things you can sit down and you can instantly have some fun with. But if you don't figure it out and like look at the menu and actually figure it out, you'll be like, okay, it's doing the thing that it does. And it, it can appear that it just does the thing, you know, mm. but it is so much deeper than the thing, but you have to... Those are kind of some of my favorite things, it. actually. Like, um... Well, like a telharmonic. It is so a telharmonic. Or a rings. It's so rings. a rings. Or, yeah. uh, the blooper. Oh, yeah, we were just messing with the blooper. You know, what's cool about the blooper is that you plug it in, and then it fucking, act, it, like, instantaneously it, it does shit that you think is cool. Yeah, that's, I feel the same way about the mood, and I thought the mood was way was very similar. And after seeing it tonight, they're but, not. Yeah, I, I want to bring actually, my mood over. And, I thought and, it was too, and I was kind of wondering what the differences were until you kind of explained it to me. Totally tonight. different. Yeah, but um, like, I, dude, I plugged into that thing, and I must have it must have been like a full. I, I mean, like two or three like sits down sit downs with it before I was just like, okay, I'm gonna open the manual now. Same here. I did the same thing with, uh, well, with mood. I was like, and, and the funny thing was, so I, I've mentioned this a few times, but I have a few, like not rules, but things that I'm looking for in a piece of gear is like the ideal piece of gear is something like I was just talking about with the SMR. The, you can sit down and have fun with it, telharmonic. You can sit down and have fun with it, but then to fully utilize it, you got to spend time with it and you actually can, you can like grow with it not grow with it because it's not growing but like mature your knowledge of it like it's almost yeah. like there's like a lifespan to things you know and um i think the blooper and, and mood are totally like those things and so like sitting down with the mood the weird thing was is like it had that instantaneous quality to me but i didn't understand what the fuck was happening like cool shit was happening yeah. but i didn't know like what it was like ah i did something cool it seems like the bloop or the uh, blooper is a little less like that where it's like it kind of acts a little bit more like a traditional looper mm -hmm. but does like more stuff yeah than that but yeah it's a uh, but yeah not it makes me want to get the uh I'll, we yeah we should get together and 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 a and b them and, and fuck around with them and Joel if you're listening I'd love to see what you can do with some modules Cause his those pedals yeah are crazy. that's actually yeah. another thing we never really talked about very much tonight is mm -hmm. the uh, um, the just the uh, uh, people getting into modular from guitar pedals like other companies and stuff yeah it seems like a natural progression um, kind of uh, how, it'll be interesting to see what Earthquaker does with that the 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 afterneath um yeah i would love to see like if 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 things if if things go satisfactorily enough for them to where jamie wants to pursue it more i would love to see what comes out of his brain and you see some people <laughs> kind of like uh jumping in to it and then be like okay that's not kind of like game changer i don't think really had like a with their plasma oh right yeah mm -hmm. um I'm just speculating, but I think the 
the response from that probably wasn't what they expected. I think same thing with uh, Dwarfcraft. Dwarfcraft is like totally out of the game now. Like, yeah, I talked unless they're to, planning something. But well, I talked side. to Ben, but that was a while ago, and he he they did have plans. Um, he mentioned it on the show. I'd be interested to to touch base with him and see. But I was I was just going to bring Dwarfcraft up as an example because there. I mean, I I don't know. This is all like just hypothesizing it, but I could see a company like Dwarfcraft wanting to do it but because of the demand on the pedals and the success of the pedals is so high well if there was a a way for them i mean there's there's such a big company now if there was if they thought it was a you know an opportunity i think that they would make it happen i mean they definitely spent like it seems like they spent like a year developing the afterneath for um you know for earthquaker um chase bliss i mean we don't know what's going on behind the scenes that's true and someone, I mean, I don't know, I don't know Joel, I've never talked to him, but I've heard him on podcasts and just like, just gathering, just like watching what he's been up to over the last, you know, six or seven years, like pretty bright dude. He definitely, there's no way he hasn't thought about it. Yeah. But know? also, you know, if he's, you know, most likely Joel, you know, Joel's a guitar player, so he's probably not going to be, somebody else is probably going to be designing it. Like... That's true. I think I don't. I I don't know what like the case for is instance, with. like Zvax, like mm-hmm. uh, um, even though it's like Zach's thing. I mean, like Eric from Bukla does all the fucking the design work for the for the Eurorack stuff. I mean, I bet you somebody with a little bit more knowledge of modular stuff would probably step in to do. Yeah, and that's like, that's yeah, where I that's where like the Dwarfcraft thing. I, I I would like to see them put out more stuff because Ben does use Eurorack. Yeah. So, hmm. but it makes me wonder, like, what? What are you doing there? Are you checking your Facebook and stuff? Oh no, no. But I think a lot of I'm, people. I'm looking. I'm going to uh, the. I'm sorry. I should have told you before I got on my phone. I'm going to our patch challenge generator. Oh sh. Did I tell you that somebody made me a patch challenge generator? I knew about that uh, just from listening to the podcast and stuff. I forgot that we were going to do that tonight. <laughs> are you up for it? Oh yeah. Okay. So hey, I'm going to give you the list of moods here. I've read. All right. There's a bunch of moods. I've read them off on the show, but we worry about rhythmic, happy, sad, angry, dark, light. Thank you, Sam Chittenden, for making this. Sam is also uh, one of the editors over at Waveform Magazine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he goes by Tuesday Adventure on Instagram. Delightful chap. Thanks, Sam. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, it's the end of the night, and I'm feeling a little... I think, I think I'm going to go with easy. <laughs> Now hit that generate. Give me some words button. Give me some words. Perfect summary. I don't know about that one. So because it's a random thing, it, they, they, they're, they're, sometimes they're not that great. But Morgan from uh, Warren had a really great point. He's like, well, if, if you give me too many options, then it's not a challenge. But I think in something like perfect summary, that's kind of hard. So why don't we try it again? Well, it could be a summary of like our what we're talking about. That's true. Yeah. You want to try it? Yeah, I'm going to do perfect summary. Okay. I'm going to try to incorporate... So what I'm going to do for this patch challenge is um, maybe incorporate a little of the surge because we were talking about the mm-hmm. surge. I saw it set up over there. I figured as much. And um, and maybe we'll... Um, we talked about pedals, so I'll try to incorporate um, a pedal for reverb. Mm-hmm. I'll use a, the a Maris because it's sitting over there. With Maris the stuff. is awesome. And... Um, and I'll 
we were talking about Instruo. We were talking about talking about uh, Scott stuff. So we'll put some of that in there, and then we'll also tie it all in with the Bad Comrades. Fuck yeah! I'm excited to see the new Bad Comrade in action. All right, we're gonna be back in 15 minutes, which is no time for you, but you have to listen to an ad or something. I want to take a moment here to tell you about the Filthy Filter from After Later Audio. It's a multi-mode filter with notch, low-pass, band-pass, and high-pass outs, and it has CV ins to control resonance and cutoff. This beat that you hear behind me was made with two Filthy Filters, and I'm using an oscilloscape for that kick drum from Recovery Effects, and that weird, fluttery time change and delay and reverb is the Afterneath from Earthquaker Devices. I have new demo videos for the Afterneath and the filthy filter available right now on my youtube page i would love if you check those out and i'd also urge you to please visit afterlateraudio.com to learn more about the filthy filter and the other stuff in the heritage line and head over to earthquakerdevices.com to learn more about the new afterneath now let's listen to greg's patch
that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they could be like, okay, what are you doing? Well, I wonder what they're doing for this and that. Yeah, that's a good idea. So what did you do? So, um, for one, I always like to ask. Are you recording already? Mm-hmm. Okay, what was the name of the... <laughs> I'm glad I screenshot it. <laughs> Um, it, it was, was something, summary, something yeah. summary, was it perfect, perfect summary? summary? Yeah, I think it's perfect summary. Okay. Um, yes, perfect summary. So I always like to ask going into it, um, 15 minute like timeline, like your time crunch. Does that, does that, does that fuck with your head a little bit? A little bit because when I come out to mess with something out here, I mean, usually I'll, I'll be like, well, I'm just going to fuck around with something for 15 minutes mm -hmm. and, um, and yeah. like an hour yeah. at least goes by <laughs> uh -huh. and, and time just like melts, like when I'm out here to like mess around with it, you know? So mm -hmm. 15 minutes is a bit of a, a challenge, but also what you're, I mean, it's a challenge. So you're, you're doing it. Everybody has 15 minutes and, um, it, the, uh, the goal is to just get something together mm -hmm. in that amount of time. So, um, I think it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's interesting. I think it's also pretty easy. Like you said, you come out for 15 minutes and it may feel like 15 minutes and an hour has gone by. So, you know, when you're, when the, when the timer went off, were you kind of like, seriously? Or oh, did yeah. it feel like it? I thought I was just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny too. Like, I think, I think you might be similar to, uh, David Lutz. We both know David. Uh, he's very, very, um, there's a lot of intent behind everything he does, so he kind of he he will build a, a set over you know a month or more. Yeah. You know, if I'm playing a set, you know, a month from now, I'm gonna build it maybe two nights before. But I he, do it. Uh, I give myself more time than that. I yeah. usually like. Um, yeah. But. So, I mean, one of the things I really like about modular is that I have a tendency to overthink things. I'm really obsessive compulsive. And so um, when I first got into modular stuff, I would kind of like let stuff be a little more organic mm -hmm. and let the instrument kind of play itself to some degree. You know, uh, let, let the ideas flourish from the machine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then... You know, now I notice what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to wrangle things in a little bit more, kind of like David mm -hmm. does. Like, I have an idea and I'm trying to do this, and it's not quite working. Like, so I spent a lot of time trying to dial, so the, dial it in. So the, the cool thing about doing this 15-minute patch challenge is that it kind of let it makes you, it forces you to, okay, again, that's got to be cool because mm -hmm. I have a time time constraint. I have a sound going on here. Do you like that? That's cool. Okay, well, let's move on and do something else. I like that aspect of it because, because usually when you're patching, I like that that's cool. How can I make it cooler? But if you have the time constraint, I like that that's cool. That's it. Yeah. The next thing. And it's kind of almost like an improv or comedy rule too. I think sometimes, not always, but sometimes first thought, best thought. I've found myself patching things and be like, this is really cool. I bet you ever I do that with what you wear in the morning sometimes? <laughs> I never. They, they, always, they always say that the first thing that you dream up that you're going to wear is usually the best idea. Oh, I'm not really a fashion-forward thinker. You ever, tried to, you ever tried to put together an outfit for yourself the night before when you come home fucking ripped? No, never. Have you? Oh, yeah. Really? You're, you're a fashionable guy, though. Well, no, no, I mean, it doesn't have... It, it's also... 
it's just kind of a time thing. Like, say you have, like, mm. you know, you have 15 minutes. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, um, in, the, in the morning to get ready. And so if you just lay your clothes out and it makes easy, it makes uh, makes the process of uh, getting up and uh, getting going a little easier. I don't know that I've ever done that. I'd like to think, I'm going to stand by this, that if I ever get home ripped, that it's a night where I don't have to be anywhere the next morning to where that's going to be that much of a time You don't saver. go see a show at Numo's and then be like, well, i got to get up six hours later. And then like, okay, I'm going to be responsible and get my clothes set up. And you wake up in the morning and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? For sure it's happening. It's 20 degrees outside. <laughs> Fucking t-shirt and jeans is cool. And like, tangent I was going to go on based off something you said but uh so what did you do oh I put together um the the first thing I did was uh kind of turn on the surge and uh there there was a little arpeggiated thing that I was working on a couple nights ago um that's still in there so I thought that was kind of cool I got like a drone going with the um piston honda and I ran that through the bad comrade and my idea was that I was going to like kind of modulate the bad comrade and, um, and, uh, also kind of uh, feed in. So I have to still some hammer going mm -hmm. as well. And, uh, so that's going into rings and, um, just doing a, a kind of a, this, this, I didn't have t much time to dial in the melody, but it's just playing a little something. And it's going into the recovery, dirty murals. Oh, it's going into the instruo, uh, Trag or try, uh, I don't know. Trag, yeah, yeah, filter and then into the dirty murals, and um, and then <coughs> the uh, something's going into something's going into the magneto. I forgot. Shit, we can fucking pick this up let's, and walk over let's there. Let's look over that. Let's look and see what's happening. So, rings into uh, trag and then uh. Dirty murals, and then what's going into? Oh, so I have a piano sample from the 4MS Stereo Triggered Sampler. Mm -hmm. That's been one of your key things for a long time. I think even since you were first on the show two years ago, that was a huge piece of your kit. Yeah, like when I, I mean that when I bought that, I was like, I'm. That's a remember like there was like the year of the sampler in mm -hmm. like Iraq a few years ago, and uh, they were all like kind of like one. Well, they played one sample, and they weren't very, you know... Oh, like your one and your grandpa and... Yeah, like stuff the grandpa like was really, really the cool. The grandpa's cool. And the one, pretty But it was a little, it, it was a little um, convoluted mm -hmm. and cumbersome to kind of... Uh, to get samples into it and get it to work. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty quirky and weird in a cool way. But I wanted something that was a little more... Like SG, straightforward. That's like you fucking put any audio sample on the SD card and it's gonna play it. Or much, right? sample on the fly too. Right. And um, it's it's just amazing. So I have um, like a Bill Evans sample uh, on here right now, just piano stuff to kind of mess around with, and so it's just playing one chord. Um, yeah, and I think that's about it. And yeah. in the Maris 
for reverb. Oh, Mare's for reverb on the uh, on the surge, and then the Pamela's workout as the clock. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's cool. What I've noted, like um, something I've noticed. Oh, the filter. Uh, uh, the 4MS is going into uh, the Magneto and and the 2HP LPF. Okay. It should actually be switched. It should go into LPF first and then Magneto, but whatever. I was like, that was a last. Oh, we we kind of cheated for a second there. He was like, <laughs> I think you're done. And I was like, dude, one more thing. I got to put a filter in here. And uh, it should be after, but whatever. It's cool to see something that's kind of, it's, it, I don't know if this is weird, but... Uh... Something that's kind of encouraging to me is seeing cool patches be made with not where you can still see the modules because um, it's not like a nest of cords. Oh yeah. I find that I make patches and it's like there's so many connections and I think and actually like I look back on my pre-modular days and the the, the tracks that I record that just kind of get out of hand with too many sounds and so seeing stuff like this reminds me like. You know, keep it like the whole kiss thing. Keep it simple, stupid. Like, yeah. don't overthink things. Something I, I I know that's a lesson that I keep trying to make myself learn, and I I feel like I'm learning it too slowly. Um, you should make some limits. You should you should pick out some patch cords, patch cables, and just be like, I'm using twenty patch cables on this patch. That's not a bad idea. Something I've been doing is um, I do five-minute patch challenges. I do live streams on Instagram. Yeah. So I'll, like, I'll just randomly pop in and then say, hey, give me, you know, give me two words, and then I'll set a timer for five minutes. Um, and then I'll give them the opportunity, the people who tell me the, to do the patch, to... What, I, I follow you on Instagram. I've never seen that before. It's usually in the middle of the day. But I... It's live, so it doesn't show up on your feed. It's on the store. So where the stories, oh, stories are, it'll are, okay. say it'll say live, um, and then I and then I'll throw them on YouTube. But what I try to do is say, hey, give me some words, and if you have if you can see these modules that are in my setup, tell me what modules you want me to use, or if you want me to limit, like I kind of leave it open to the person suggesting, like you want me to use three modules, I'll try it out, you know, yeah, like that. Speaking um, of the fucking Instagram thing, man, that goddamn. Catatonic use. Catatonic, catatonic use. Catatonic. Yes, I haven't even talked about it on the show yet. Oh my Go god! Go follow Catatonic Youth on Instagram. It, your life will change. And, and no, uh, all gas, no breaks. All gas, no breaks, dude. I was watching some of that <laughs> before I came over here tonight to uh, to just to get prepped for the hang. That shit is. Dude, sometimes I just like when I there's a that dude um, met, like he met in, in uh, Las Vegas, Mr. Daddy. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh fuck! You have totally. You have got to see that one. We got to. We got to check it out. But sometimes I, I, I just, I don't want like a whole channel of just Mr. Daddy. Man. <laughs> lines, lines, lines. The fucking Pepsi challenge. Where do people go to find out more about Recovery Effects? You got to go to recoveryeffects.com and um, check out. Please check out. The uh, new Bad Comrade for all you uh, pod modders out there. Um, it's uh, one of my favorite pedals and modules. I really dig it. And uh, I think that Tim really digs it too. I'm so excited to, to be able to, because of, because of the size difference, I'll be honest with you, it's going to be something that I can put in my live case now. Yeah. It's something that I would have, over, I have been overlooking because of the size and 
So it's something I'm really excited to be able to throw into that live kit. Yeah, the functions are, I mean, it, it functions just like the, uh, the old one, um, plus it has uh, uh, a CV for, for the mix and, um, and, and mix, which is uh, really great, just instead of, a, instead of an overall volume. So please check it out. And the animals at night. Oh, and that's my uh, moniker that I play uh, uh, electronic music under is the animals at night, and um, yeah, please yeah. check that out too. Theanimalsatnight.com, or uh, I'm on Instagram as the animals at night. Yep, and um, I think there's stuff on Spotify and Bandcamp. Self centered. There's records. definitely there's stuff. Uh, the record that I did on uh, your label mm -hmm. is on there, and then uh, Spotify has a. a Everything's on Spotify. Oh, yeah, because the, the stuff that you did, the pre-modular stuff, the Animals at Night's been around forever. For like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and some of the earlier stuff is almost kind of like hot chippy. They're not quite, but like kind of like there's vocals and it's electronic and it's, it's kind of poppy. Yeah, the, the Animals at Night is always just kind of a project of whatever I'm working on at the time. Like that I is, is electronic and just I feel is just like my, my fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I've loved it. And, and the stuff that you showed me recently that's yet to come is like another step in a new direction. Which is mainly me. now, all the, you know, I say fun stuff, but it's all I kind of do now. It's yeah, like, it's been weird because like, me and you were playing in a band together. I was playing in your band for like two years, and then it seems like once we both got into modular, like we yeah. just never did that again. I never, <laughs> never fucking... Never touched it. I, I was gonna say I never touched a guitar again, but I, I I went through a phase where I was just totally modular for a while. Mm -hmm. But now we were talking. About All right, I had to fade that out because, uh, well, Greg and I. Once we get talking, we can we can really go. Uh, I ended up hanging out with him until like one a.m. We're just, you know, you know, like when you're having a hang with a good friend. You know, it's like it's always the end of the night where you're 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 either show like wait check this out on YouTube or Spotify. So yeah, our, our night ended with like, have you heard of this? And uh, yeah, it was a good it was good fun. And thank you, Greg, for joining us this week. And please go check out uh, all the recovery effects stuff, especially that new bad comrade. Um, also, if you want to help keep these conversations coming to you each week, please visit patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. Now, I'm going to uh, play a little bit more Tim and Tess to end the episode. Until next week.